Welcome to BioTime, a podcast to help you pass high school biology and understand the science of life. My name is Chris, and I'm your host today. Hey guys, so today we're going to be going over the Golgi apparatus. The Golgi is a really important organelle of the endomembrane system. Uh, We're going to first start by going over the structure of the Golgi, and then we're going to move on to discuss all of its functions, and then we're going to close with a quick recap. Okay, so let's get on with the general structure. So the Golgi is this organelle that is made up of a whole bunch of flattened membranous sacs, and these sacs are called cisternae. Uh, People often say that these sacs look like pita bread. Uh, You can imagine the Golgi to be this complex that has these pita bread-like sacs that are all stacked on top of each each other, um, the same way that you would stack a pile of books. Uh, Although these sacs are stacked very close to each other, they're actually all separate mini-structures, and this contrasts the ER as, uh, remember, the ER is basically made up of a whole bunch of membrane but all of the membrane in the er is continuous meaning that all of it is connected but here in the golgi all of the membrane and the membrane that we're talking about right now is the cisternae and all of the cisternae are actually separate mini structures okay so the golgi contains many multiple cisternae and uh, they usually average about four to eight of them, but in rare cases, they even get up to the hundreds. So I hope that this gives us a general picture of what the Golgi looks like, but now that we can imagine this image of the Golgi in our head, let's get into the structure with a little more depth. So the Golgi here can be broken up into three parts. The first part is the cis face, the second is the medial Golgi, and the third is the trans face. So what the role of these three faces are is that proteins are going to travel through these three sections and they're going to get modified and refined. But we're going to go over this in more depth when we talk about the function of the Golgi specifically. Okay, so the first structure is the cis face, and this is the front part of the Golgi that's ex- that accepts incoming vesicles. And the cis face end, uh, this is the end of the Golgi that is closest to the ER, and with very good reason, as all vesicles that are brought to the Golgi are all from the ER. So if the end that accepts vesicles from the ER is the closest to the ER, this allows for all the vesicles to be able to travel the shortest distance possible and to maximize efficiency. Okay, now on to the second structure, which is the medial Golgi. And this is where the bulk of the processing occurs on the proteins, as this is really this middle section of the Golgi. So it's a very large chunk of the Golgi. Okay. On to the final structure, the third and final structure is the transphase. And this is the end of the Golgi where a finished protein that has been completely refined and modified and everything's done, this protein will be secreted and transported out and away from the Golgi. Uh, the way that I remember the difference between the cis and transphase is that trans sounds like transport. So 
you'll be able to remember that the transase is the side that transports proteins away. Now that we have an understanding of all the details of the structure, let's get on into the function. So the Golgi has two main functions. The first is modifying proteins, and the second is shipping out proteins. So how does the Golgi modify proteins? First, a vesicle with a premature protein inside of it will be accepted into the cis face of the Golgi. And what I mean here by uh, accept is that the vesicle will actually merge with the cis face membrane and join the membrane. Because uh, basically every vesicle that arrives at the cis face will add its own membrane. Anyways, uh, now that this vesicle with a protein inside of it has merged with the membrane, the protein has now entered and will start to pass through each cisternae of the Golgi. And, it's, and in each of the cisternae that it passes through, it's going to get modified for something different, as all the cisternae have different enzymes that deal with different functions. Uh, also, each is cisternae has its own specific in, uh, internal environment that is specifically suited for the chemical reaction that is supposed to occur inside of it. Um, so, Because each modification that is performed upon a protein is a chemical reaction, and all these chemical reactions are occurring in these cisternae. So you can think of the cisternae as these chambers that are built for these really specific chemical reactions that are going to modify and to help refine these proteins to help them arrive at their final product. Okay, so an example of a modification that would occur inside the cisternae would be the modification of carbohydrates on a glycoprotein. And in case that you don't know what a glycoprotein is, it is a protein that has carbohydrates attached to a polypeptide chain. So what the Golgi is going to do here is that it's going to remove and add monomers to this glycoprotein. And this addition and removal will create a really wide variety of carbohydrates, all for different uses. Because remember, our bodies are really, really complex. So for all the different metabolic processes that we need to be able to complete, we're going to need a really wide variety of carbohydrates. Anyway, so now that this protein has been modified through all of the cisternae, it is ready to exit the Golgi through the trans face end. But if it has to exit to go somewhere, how will the protein know where to go? And uh, that's where tags come in. So proteins before leaving the cell will be tagged and these tags are going to help the protein end up in the right location, whether its final destination is the plasma membrane or the mitochondria, or it could be out of the cell. So an example of a tag would be a phosphate group. And uh, the phosphate group will be added to a protein to act as a molecular identification tag. Uh, you can think of these tags as like zip codes. It's like telling the protein what area to go to. But there's uh, something else that's also similar to tags, and it's called an external molecule. And these external molecules 
are often attached to exiting proteins as they will act as a docking site for it. And uh, these specific docking sites will help ensure that the protein binds to the exact correct place. Okay, so with the combination of tags and external molecules, we're able to reduce the margin of error, allowing for more efficiency. Uh, okay, so now that all of the tags and external molecules are added, our protein now knows where to go, so it is ready, ready to depart from the Golgi by a process called exocytosis. So exocytosis is when a cell transports molecules out of itself through the use of vesicles. And in this case here with exocytosis in the Golgi, the membrane of the transphase will wrap around the completed and refined protein and it's going to pop off and away and uh, it's going to form and this membrane popping off um, will form a vesicle and inside of this vesicle you will now have the completed and refined protein. The vesicle is going to now float away to wherever it needs to go. Okay, so I want to touch up on something called cisternal maturation. So earlier I said that the proteins pass through each cisternate, but that's a really simplified way of looking at it because it's actually a little more complicated than that. So currently, this cisternal maturation model um, is a hypothesis of how the Golgi should work. But scientists are still unsure of whether or not this model is correct but currently this is the most widely accepted model. Okay, so in this model, a protein will enter the cis phase and go into a cisternae, but the protein will never actually move out of the cisternae. Instead, the cisternae itself will actually move from the cis phase and onto the medial Golgi and then onto the trans phase. And it's going to carry the protein with it as it goes, and it's going to modify and refine it along the way. So let's go over how the cisternae are actually able to move forward. Uh, so the cisternae are able to do this as when a cisternae reaches the transphase end, which is, remember, this is the end of the Golgi, the entire cisternae will break off into many different vesicles, and they're going to deliver all of the completed proteins that it is carrying to where it needs to go. Now that the protein has broken away, remember this is the protein at the transphase, this protein has broken away. This allows for the cisternae behind it to move up. So it's like a chain as the cisternae at the trans end pops off, so all the other cisternae move forward. And if you're still confused about how this model works, you can go on YouTube and search up cisternal maturation model and you can watch a really well-made animation by Medical Sciences Animation. That was a video that I watched myself to really help clear things up for me. Okay, so let's now get on to our recap. So we have gone over the structure and function. So uh, the Golgi is an organelle of the endomembrane system that is composed of many, many membrane-bound sacs called cisternae. And the Golgi is broken down into three sections. The first is the cis phase, the second is the medial Golgi, and the third is the trans phase. Uh, the Golgi has two main functions. 
The first is to modify proteins, and the second is to ship out proteins. And uh, as for how the Golgi actually modifies the proteins, remember that the proteins are modified by all the different enzymes inside of each cisternae. And uh, inside of each cisternae, there's a whole bunch of chemical reactions that occur, and all these chemical reactions help to modify each protein. That wraps it up for this podcast on the Golgi apparatus. Thank you for listening, everyone.